Welcome to Grace by Rain, a podcast about finding the beauty in life. I'm your host, Elaine Shercliffe. Well, it's been a few months. Um, thank you for waiting for me to come back after an impromptu three-month hiatus. Hockey season kind of kicked my butt this and um, got a little aggressive there with games pretty much every night. Um two, three games sometimes. So I needed a little bit of a break, <laughs> which we did. I did talk about in an, in an earlier episode about taking breaks and how important they are. So I actually listened to my advice for once. <laughs> so, so glad we recorded that because no one would ever believe that in the future, probably, that I took my own advice. <laughs> uh, so today's episode, episode six, to be exact. We're going to touch on something that uh, I think a lot of people have been starting to realize during this pandemic, and that is you cannot control what you put out into the world. Or simply put, you can't control what you give away. I kind of broke this down into four separate themes because I think they're, they're important to help you hit home, to hit home the point of trying to stop controlling things. Because I think as humans, uh, we are just naturally control freaks. We, we want things to go our way and our way alone. And, you know, I have come to discover that it's very normal. <laughs> Um, but true growth is learning how to let go and sometimes let life take its course. Or in my case, as a Christian, to let go and let God take over. And that is how I found out about um, you cannot control what you give away. It was from a Christian radio station that... I didn't really want to listen to, but I had no choice <laughs> because at this one point in Gahanna, Ohio, near the airport, all you get is the Mooney Bible radio. So uh, I would listen to it on the way to work when I lived there until I got to at least the highway. Um, but this day, this day was uh, different. I heard a story and I just kept listening. So the first one is really about giving and um, and accepting how others receive your gift. While I was listening to that radio station, a man came on and told a story about how someone he was with, when they were walking through the city, gave a homeless man some money. Like straight up cash, not gift cards, not food, just straight cash, like a lot of cash, not like $20, something that was over a hundred, like just a lot of cash. And the guy was like, Hey man, why are you doing that? <laughs> He's just going to spend it on booze and drugs and women. Why were you doing that? The guy he was with looked at him and explained the importance of trusting someone and 
explained that sometimes people just want you want your trust more than say the money or the gift, like the trust that that they can change. That while they may be in the situation because something brought them there, that doesn't mean that they aren't always trying to get out of that situation. Uh, sometimes they're just beaten down or they don't know where to start and they just need someone to believe in them just a little bit. But he also said, it's his money now. It is not mine. I gave up the right to say what to do with it the moment I handed it to him. So while he hopes that it's used to move their life forward, he recognizes that it it could go to booze and drugs, but that's no longer his choice. And you can't make choices for other people. You can only make choices for yourself for the most part. You can give them all the tools necessary to succeed, but it has to come from within them to succeed, to take those tools and to make something beautiful with them. And I I thought, I actually ended up (laughs) being really late to work that day because I pulled over and I had to think about that. And I, I thought about it for probably two hours. I mean, how many times have we given a gift to even a friend or a family member and they don't use it in the way that we think they should use it? They get a shirt, like we give them a shirt and then they cut it up. And we're like, whoa, 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 I got you that shirt. Why are you cutting it up? Well, does it matter? Because it's not yours anymore. It's now that person's, right? Or we give someone a housewarming gift and they use it for every day instead of once in a while, you know. For instance, I have a friend who, when they got married, they asked for like these really nice crystal style bowls and when they realized they weren't going to be entertaining as much as they thought, they just use them for every day. (laughs) They use them every day. I, I laugh because I just think about like, what it's like to wake up every morning and put your cereal in a crystal bowl and just sit on your front porch (laughs) and just eat your cereal all classy like you know but they realized it wasn't going to get the use and they didn't want to waste it but that's their choice because you gave them the gift and it's not a gift unless there are no strings attached I'm going to say that again. It is not a true gift unless there are no strings attached. You you can't control what they do with it. That's theirs now. And it's hard to accept, especially when you're really proud of the gift that you've given them. You're really excited because you think that you're going to be helping them. And yes, you want everything to be used the way that it's intended or the way that you think it's intended. But everybody's different. Every person is different. So 
when it comes to giving gifts, you give it to them because they either want it or because you're showing love to them. And love shouldn't come with strings attached either. So that's something to kind of think about moving forward when you give someone a gift or you donate money to an organization or pass someone a dollar on the street. It's out of your hands now. It's out of your control. And it's up to them what they do with it. I know that seems really small, really little, but I found it very helpful because if they're getting that joy out of that gift, whether they're using it correctly or not, that was the whole point of a gift, usually. Now, in the sense of if they're using it to put things in their body that you don't per se approve of, well... Yes, that is disappointing, but also part of the gift is the gift of trusting them to make the right choice. And yet again, like I said, you can't control it once it goes away. So while you gave them the gift of making the right choice, of setting them up to make the right choice, they might not choose to make the same choice. And that, you know, those are really hard things to kind of, um, to grasp sometimes, to kind of understand, to, you feel like it's disrespectful and inappropriate, but at the same time, you've given something away and isn't it just as disrespectful if you're trying to tell them what to do with something that you've given to them, you can tell them, but tell them that they have to do it this way. It, it feels a little disrespectful to try to control someone so much. And I will straight up tell you that I have done that. And it's not cool. I don't like that I've ever done that. So just a little something to think about as we head into wedding season, <laughs> birthday season, Christmas season, that when you give a gift, There should be no strings attached. And it's up to them to decide what they want to do with it. Obviously, it's me. I think a lot about things. um, Not always on purpose. Sometimes things just hit me (laughs) out of nowhere. And I'm like, oh, that's a good thought. Let's dive into that more. Another thing to think about is how this affects art and how people interpret your art. You can put a painting out or a song. You could write something and you can guide them to the water, but it's their choice to to figure out how to drink the water with their hands, throwing their whole face in the water, out of a cup everything hits people differently 
You may absolutely love and adore a song that you have written, a drawing you have drawn, an article that you have written, and your intended audience could hate it (laughs) because they don't connect with it or they don't connect with it at that moment. And I struggle with that because I trust myself in the sense of I'm good at what I do. I'm a really great writer. I sing really well. I create beautiful things. But I don't always trust that other people will feel the same way. So oftentimes I choose not to put my art and who I am out into the world because I know that I can't control how other people view it. Now, I should still continue to do it because someone somewhere will connect with something that I have written, that I have sung, that I have created. We all have to get over those humps sometimes. That's not my point. My point is that once you put it out there, you have to accept that they may not like it, that the vast majority of people might hate it, or or the vast majority of people will absolutely adore and love what you have created, what you have put your blood, sweat, and tears into. But the one person that you care about the most, whose opinion matters the most to you, they may not love it the way that you love it. They may not be in the right place to see that beauty. They may not be in the right place to feel your sadness that you may have put it into the piece. They may get something completely different out of it. I mean, how many times have people heard a song and thought the meaning was something completely different and they identified with it on a completely different level? Like, say someone heard a really happy song and they took a totally different meaning from it and viewed it as something that was sad or twisted because that's where they're at at that time. And art is very much up to interpretation. Yes, like I said, you can guide them all you want. You can tell them exactly, exactly what it means. You can tell them exactly where you were at and where you were coming from. And they might still see it completely different. That is beautiful, though. That is the beauty of art. That's the beauty of life. I mean, you know, I. if you ask multiple people why they like, say, the sport of hockey, you're going to get different answers. You know, I... Some of the things that I love the most about hockey aren't even on the ice. 
it's <laughs> it's the smell of fresh cut ice it's the sound of the zamboni you know those things are just so unique to the sport of hockey some of the other things i love are on ice and it's the skating and in the being able to stop on a dime and then just slam a puck into the back of the net. You know, they're literally skating on like knives (laughs) at a a fast speed. You have to balance. You have to, to be balanced. You have to be speedy, but nimble. You know, those kind of things that make it so beautiful, the inner workings. But someone else might say that what they love about hockey is completely different. Or they might hate hockey because of the things that I love. <laughs> um, and that, that's just like an example of how people interpret things differently. If you're going to create, if you are going to play a sport, if you are going to be in a musical, if you're going to do a podcast, if you're going to write, if you're going to sing, any of those things from sports to art, you have to understand that once you put it out there, you can't control how people view it. You can't control how they view your goal. If it's a good goal, is it a soft goal? You know, what could you have done something better? You can't control what they're going to say. You can't control that narrative. Once you let it go, You look for ways that you can improve to be better while also recognizing that you've done a good job while also recognizing that despite doing your best job, someone else might not see it that way. Or recognizing that what you intended people to feel might not be what they feel. Now, the third one is, now the next two are more personal, per se. You can't control what people do with the things you tell them, okay? That's what these next two are really based on. So a big one, I think, is secrets. If somebody tells you a secret or you have one that you want to tell, once it leaves your lips, you cannot control what somebody does with it. You can't control if they tell somebody and you can't control how much of it they tell people. You know, Gossip can get twisted. (laughs) Stories can become inaccurate as you pass them along. And so it is important to have confident who you trust and who you love, who won't tell everyone your business. But you also have to recognize that in a moment of weakness, they could tell somebody something private 
Or they might have someone who is a confident to them who they want to tell. For instance, everything that I tell my friends who are married, I automatically assume that their spouse will know exactly what I have said. Mostly because I would do the same. <laughs> um, secondly, because it is really not fair to one person to have so much knowledge and not be able to share it with someone else that they equally trust. There are things that shouldn't be shared. I get that. But when you are married to someone, in my opinion, secrets should really not be kept. Yes, it is good to have like your own lives and it's good to know things that the other person doesn't know, like a little fun secret or whatnot. But if it's something bigger, you can't put that burden on another person to say, here, hold my secret forever until you die. Like, that's, that's really not fair at all. And then, of course, when they spill the beans, <laughs> we all get offended, right? Oh, my God, I can't believe you broke my trust like that. Yeah, I mean, you probably saw it coming, first of all. <laughs> like, who in their right mind is keeping everything from their husband or their wife? No one. So... That And that's something that I explain to other sports journalists is even if an athlete comes to you and tells you something off the record, you better find someone who can, who can keep a secret well with you. Someone that you can talk to that they're not going to go talk to someone else about. Too many times someone tells their editor or tells another writer and the story gets out eventually. And you got to stay ahead of it. Players take a lot of trust in the media when they do things off the record because they know that you can't control what you give away. So the moment that those words come out their lips, it is no longer theirs to control. So the moment you decide to tell someone, hey, I have an article idea. Let me bounce this off of you. Just remember in the back of your head that you can't control what the next person's going to do with it. And that goes with everything. It's just not journalism. I just brought that up because that's who I am. And a lot of the people that follow me and listen to me are sports journalists or some form of journalist or media, member of the media. And the last one is one I think people struggle with the most. Feelings and love, to be more specific. Too many times we build up these thoughts, these <laughs> narratives in our head about what's going to happen when we tell someone we love them or we like them or that we don't like them. <laughs> we expect them to react one way. And when they react the other way, we're completely shocked because it did not go how we wanted it to. And then we fight and we try to control the emotions in the situation. 
like I said earlier, once the words leave your lips, you cannot control how the person reacts. Now, side note, that does not mean that you shouldn't tell people that you love them and that you're upset at them, that you want to be with them forever. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't tell them how happy they make you and that every day feels like a gift when they talk to you. It doesn't mean that you should tell people how you feel. You should be open and you should be honest. But you also have to be prepared to get responses that you don't want or that you necessarily were not expecting <laughs> to come out of their mouths. We often will say things like, I love you and I think about you when I wake up and you're the last thing I think about when I go to sleep at night and it's hard to go through a day without talking to you and we expect them to respond the same exact way for them to say oh yeah me too or I feel the same but sometimes it's going to be, no, I don't feel the same, or no, I'm just not ready, or no, I, I am afraid to commit to you. And we have to accept that because that's who they are. And we have to remember that not everybody is going to feel the same way about what we just said. And sometimes they're going to say that the opposite of how you feel and not always mean that just because they're, they're freaked out. They're, they're afraid, but you can't, you can't guide a person through what they're feeling. You can't force them to say that you like that, that they like you back or that they love you. You can't Force them to not be offended when you tell them all the things that annoy you about them. <laughs> you know, it's, um, it's not always going to go your way. So, but I think a lot of people struggle with that last one more than anything when it comes to control. We build up in our heads just exactly how it's going to go because it takes a lot of it takes a lot of risk to tell someone how you feel, whether it be bad or good or even neutral. It takes a lot of energy and and emotion to really lay it out there for someone. We have to remember not to take it so personally. When you love someone or something or you tell someone something, it's not personal how they're reacting for the most most part. Most of it is not personal. It's, it's them. It's who they are. And we can't control who they are. We can help guide them. We can help water them. We can help plant some seeds. But we can't force them to grow. We can't force them to walk down a path that they don't want to go down. I just think that we all need to keep that in mind right now is that 
everything that you put out there. You can't control it. And once you put it out there, you need to just kind of keep an eye on it. You know, you just can't plant something and then not water it. (laughs) But once you put something out there, you have to understand that the reactions are going to be different and things are going to end up differently than how you wanted it. Basically, what I'm saying is control what you can control, which is you. And if you push someone down a path, if you throw something into the front of their face that you wrote, that you created, if you told them that you love them with all of your heart, you have to be ready for whatever happens and hope that maybe they meet you in the same place one day. And if not, you did your best. And that's what matters. So thank you for joining me. I wanted to kind of keep this quick. And I'm probably going to do two quicker episodes over the next few days while I try to get back into the swing of things. I am very rusty. And hopefully I won't be taking more breaks in, <laughs> in the future. Hopefully I'll be able to get myself in a place where I don't have to take the breaks because I've already got it all sorted out and I'm ahead of the game. But also we know that life happens and I can't control life. (laughs) So be kind everyone and love everyone. Have a great week. My theme music is One Light by Nick Wilkinson and the Featured Players. You can find their latest album, Live, Volume 1, on Bandcamp and Spotify. Live, Volume 1 was recorded in front of a live audience on May 26, 2017 at Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio.